it has been a busy past few days with the Hurricanes as today is the trade deadline and they lost in Vegas and now they're in Arizona tonight. Find out what the Hurricanes could do at the trade deadline, how things went down in Vegas and how things should go down in Arizona tonight, all in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes. Your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day and as always thank you for making locked on hurricanes your first listen of this friday afternoon don't forget to follow the show on twitter and instagram at lo underscore hurricanes and myself on twitter at jared ellis underscore 96 now big thing is the trade deadline and that's what we're going to talk about first today as well as recapping the last game against vegas and previewing tonight's game against arizona but trade deadline that's the thing that everyone's talking about right now so yeah, the Hurricanes have made two deals already uh, with trading for Jesse Pujarvi and uh, Shane Gottespair. Oh, God, I'm still struggling to pronounce that one. But that's all the Hurricanes have done so far. Their depth moves, uh, and you know, it, it's weird. It's very weird as to why they haven't done more reports. Uh, I mean, given anything can happen. But a lot of the reports I've been seeing is that Hurricanes are mostly done at this point, maybe aside from uh, some depth moves and, you know, stuff like that, which is weird because, you know, a lot of people were talking about that uh, Tom Dundon uh, podcast appearance where you guys know, talking about the Hurricanes being really aggressive. Those are your aggressive moves that you've made. You know, it. I'm not sure. Uh, I would like to think they do more. You know, it felt like you know, Timo Meyer was almost a guarantee from what the reported asking price was. Like the Hurricanes could easily do that, and you know that didn't happen. And you know, same with Tarasenko. And again, you know, didn't want to, but Patrick Kane is like I feel like a lot of these moves. You know, the Hurricanes could have done those, but they didn't. And you know, it's. You know, the two names that are standing out right now, both from Calgary of Lindholm and Backland, you know, those are both guys I feel, you know, they could work here with the Hurricanes, but it's kind of all just been hearsay of will they, won't they? And uh, I just don't, it's getting really frustrating of the whole we like our group type thing we're only going to make these sort of depth trades at the deadline and you're continually dealing with these second round exits in the playoffs and the thing is you know, also take that aside from it you know you know the getting bumped and you know all everything done and said yeah you know, all that Look at every team around you. Every team that is going to contend with you in the playoffs, whether it be Boston, New Jersey, New York Rangers, all of these teams have gotten significantly better here at the trade trade deadline with trades that they've made. 
And the Hurricanes made two depth trades. I mean, given we got till you know three in the afternoon today, so I mean, there's there's still time for stuff to get done. But it's just like, what the heck? You know, everyone else around you got significantly better and loaded up uh, for this stretch uh, through the through the remainder of the regular season and into the playoffs. Everyone else loaded up. Tampa as well. You know, they're a team, you know, their window's closing. They're going all in, trying to get another cup. And, you know, I just, what the heck is going on with the Hurricanes here? I mean, I'm not saying they can't, you know, make a push in the playoffs with the group they have right now. But, you know, this isn't 2019. Okay. You know, Teams obviously teams around us, you know, they've made changes and whatnot. Uh, but you know, people expect the hurricanes to be good now. That run there a few years ago that caught everyone by surprise, and people didn't know what to expect then. Now people do, and the hurry and people have clearly been able to stop it. This team has been great in the regular season, but everything just dries up in the playoffs. And again, I know Max Pacioretty was supposed to be that thing uh, with his injury at that timetable. We've talked about that a lot. So maybe they didn't have, you know, a big plan in place or whatever. But again, just with these asking prices, again, Timo Meyer, he was the best fit, in my opinion. He was who they should have swung for the fence. You know, Still do your other two trades. That's fine. But Timo Meyer, he's the one that I felt was the one that they really should go after. And with the asking price, you know, what I felt the Hurricanes could have done that. I mean, we'll see what happens later on today. But I just, I'm just struggling to understand the process here. You're talking about being aggressive at the deadline. You know, going back to that Dundon uh, interview. Talking about being aggressive. You haven't done anything. You made two depth trades. You know, Arizona is a fire sale. So you know that's you're gonna trade off anything they can get. Paul Yarby, he's been one that's been talked about getting traded for a while. Heck, he's been linked to the hurricanes for a while. As far as a trade. You know, going back to the before the start of the regular season, we were hearing talk about that. And look at what they gave up. A prospect and what was a third rounder in 2026. I mean, this was. We'll see what else happens today. But yeah, as as a whole, you know, I've been pretty disappointed by the Hurricanes uh, with this trade deadline. Again, we'll talk more tomorrow and you know throughout the next coming days. But this was just after everything we were being told of oh, they're gonna be aggressive, and then looking at again what everyone else around us is doing, it feels like common sense that they should have went out and tried to make you know, something happen with this stuff, but that wasn't the case again. Elias Lindholm and Kel Backlund, you know, both from Calgary. I think those are probably the best two that the Hurricanes should go after at this point. 
Uh, really like Lindholm. I think that's who they should go for. If they can't do that, then go backland. But you know, it, even still, like what? I just don't understand the thought process uh, of this trade deadline. And you know, that's I'm sure there's a bigger plan at play. You know, the Hurricanes are really good at you know long term planning. You know, with their contracts and whatnot. And you know, they don't want to get you know, too, you know, too overwhelmed and whatnot. Yeah, you know, I get that uh, because, you know, you do have a lot of contracts coming up here in the next couple of years and you don't want to get saddled with uh, something that, you know, wouldn't be good for the organization, you know, because they do like guys with term on their deals. Uh, we've seen that in the past, you know, Brady Shea, Vincent Trotrick being the two biggest ones that come to mind for me. You do have those contracts coming up, you know, with Sebastian Ajo, Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci, Brady Shea. Yeah, the list goes on. The whole the Jordan Stahl, you know, whole lot of guys coming up uh, for deals. So you don't want to get uh, saddled with, you know, a contract or whatever, you know, that won't work out long term. But again, I just feel that there was more that could have been done. And We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, the, again, the guys that I thought made the most sense, they have since been moved elsewhere. So now we're just going to have to wait and see these last few hours of what the Hurricanes end up deciding to do for the trade deadline. But again, this whole we like our group kind of whole stuff, it's all well and good until the second round comes and then you're going and playing golf. So it's... It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough uh, last stretch of the regular season into the playoffs with the way other teams have loaded up. They're ready to go. Uh, I mean, look at the Rangers right now. I mean, they are they loaded up big time. Same with the Devils. And they're scary teams. They're very scary teams. And the, the Hurricanes are going to have to win the Metro, it feels like, at this point. So we'll see what happens, folks. Still, you know, Three hours left before deadline time. So never know. They could do something, but we'll talk about that tomorrow. But, you know, let's get into you know, the game against Vegas and tonight's game against the Arizona Coyotes. And we will do that, folks, right after this quick break. And, folks, you know, it's starting to get warm out. People are starting to go on hikes. You're going to need snacks for that hike. And Built Bar is the best play is the best thing to take on that hike with you. Again, you know, folks are still trying to stick to New Year's resolutions of being healthier and weather's getting nicer. Folks are going out on more walks and you know, you're walking in the park or whatever. You may get a little hungry, you may want a little snack. Built Bar is the thing to do. And you guys that have been around for a long time, you know that Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and you know just how many good flavors there are. Just a handful of them. Churro, my personal favorite, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and there is something for everyone. So if you're new here, make sure you go to their website, built.com, and check out all of their flavors. Or if you don't want to go online, well, you are in luck because now you can go to Walmart or Sam's Club and get some. At Walmart, you can get a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs, or if you 
close to the Sam's Club, you can get a 13-bar box of brownie batter or churro. That brownie batter does sound really, really good. And the thing about Built Bars is that they are also really healthy despite having all of these great flavors with only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. So right now, go to your local Walmart, go to your local Sam's Club, or go online to Built.com and get you some Built Bars for your springtime hikes, bike rides, whatever. Built Bar is going to be there for you. Uh, that brownie batter does sound really good. But let's get into last night's game against the Vegas Golden Knights. And it wasn't last night. I totally misspoke there. But, you know, diving into this game, we're going to keep this brief. Um, you know, it was obviously a 3-2 loss to Vegas. And it just felt, well, one, the broadcast was crap it was a tnt broadcast so yeah <laughs> i really don't enjoy watching the tnt broadcast but you know, it was scoreless through the first period it just felt it, it really just felt like the hurricanes were on their heels a lot in this game for me at least you know you know the Offense finally got going in the second period. Uh, Eichel, you know, he scored two of the Golden Knights goals, and he was the big difference maker there for Vegas. He's the reason why they won that game. He really put that team on his back. He opened up the scoring. Marty Natchez came back. Uh, but then, you know, you know, Eichel ended up scoring again, you know, to give the Knights the lead back. And... Then, you know, Jordan Stahl, you know, with his goal there uh, in the third period, you know, it really sucked the life out of Vegas. And, you know, really, you listen to the broadcast, it just felt like the energy there just finally deflated. It felt like the Hurricane finally, like, really had, like, some sustained momentum in this game. And it felt like, all right, you know, they're going to make a push. They're really going to make it. They're fighting back. You know, showing that resilience that we know this team has, but ultimately ended up being a mistake cause. Uh, Jordan Stahl called it a mental lapse that ended up leading to that Riley Smith uh, two on one that ended up getting past Frederick Anderson that gave the Golden Knights that three two lead with a little over three and a half minutes left uh, in the game. Now, the big thing for me with this game, again, it just felt like. It felt like the Hurricanes really struggled to get some momentum going in this game. It felt like they're really clawing back the entire. It felt like the entire game they're just playing from behind. And I know, like score wise, you know, aside from you know, a couple ties, you know, they were playing from behind. They never led in this game, but it really just it felt like it. It felt like they were playing from behind. You know, up until you know that Jordan Stall game tying goal for me, it felt like they felt like they were playing from behind. One thing you. Know, you know, Rod, you know, he didn't go on a rant. He didn't want to get fined again. But you know, the thing is, they're not getting any power plays uh, right now. And that was, I noticed it in the preview for tonight's game. Uh, and I felt it was apt to bring it up, whether it be in uh, this uh, recap or the preview. Um, quote, for the first time in franchise history, the Canes have gone without a power play twice in the last four games the team has had a total of just 19 power plays in their last 10 games despite the league averaging the league average being over three power plays per team per night they've also 
had two or fewer chances on the man advantage in seven of their last 10 games played, end quote. I know the Hurricanes power play isn't the best, but I mean, you know, you're not even getting these opportunities. And I just wonder, like, what what's going on out there? Like, we're seeing these obvious calls that are being missed. And eh, I get, you know, you're not always going to get the calls you want and whatnot. And everyone's always going to be like, oh, yo, our, the refs are out to get this team, you know, whether it's the Hurricanes, the Panthers, the Hornets, or whatever team. I mean, you're going to hear that regardless of the sport of fans being saying the refs are out to get their team. And I'm not saying the refs are out to get the Hurricanes, but it's just like, what the heck is going on? I mean, again, they're just not getting anything at all. And we see this feels like every season around this time where the the Hurricanes just aren't getting any calls. They're just not going on the power play. And it's really, you can tell it's frustrating to the players. Uh, you can tell it's frustrating to Rod. It's frustrating to the fans. And I just don't, it's just one of those things, I just don't, don't know how to fix that. And, you know, you can, I mean, we'll talk about it you know, here in the Arizona preview here in a second, but I just, because these, these teams are committing obvious penalties against the Hurricanes. I just don't, I don't know what the heck, you know, you, you got to do here. And, you know, because you don't want to get an embellishment penalty. And, you know, because you're trying to make it obvious that, hey, this guy tripped me. Or, or whatever, you know? And then you get called for embellishment, you know, because you fell. You know, it's, it's very frustrating. I think the Hurricanes, you know, really, we obviously know their bread and butter is five-on-five five play. And we know how good they are on that. But, you know, one thing they need to do is, with their penalty kill, they just need especially for right now again penalty kill is really good but you're not getting these calls you're going on the kill a lot the your your kill needs to be like on on point and you know for the most part it is but also with the power play who knows if they'll get one tonight against arizona with the way things have been going but you know your power play really needs to be on point because you're not getting opportunities. They really need to be ready. Like, hey, th- say they just get one tonight. Say they just get one power play opportunity tonight against Arizona. They need to make it count. Obviously, a power play goal would be the best. But even still, just get momentum. Uh, I said it you know, going into that game against Vegas. Just have it be a threat. You know, even you if you don't score, you know, create some opportunities there and just try to get some momentum on on their, your side. You know, if I'm the Hurricanes, you know, that's what I'm wanting to do there. You generate momentum. And, you know, obviously, if you score on the power play, that's great. But even, you know, if it can be momentum, you carry back into five on five and you can go down, score, whatever. You know, it, that's 
that's what they really need to do with their power play opportunities if they get any tonight against Arizona. But, you know, we're going to talk about Arizona's game tonight here in just a second, right after this quick break, folks. Now, going into tonight, you know, the Hurricanes, they got a lot of new folks coming in to their team. You know, we'll see if Shane plays tonight. Don't know when yet when Jesse Puyarvi is going to play, but they got some new faces and say you may be needing some new faces for you at your job. Indeed is the place that can help you out. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications to meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process, find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed makes it easy to hire great talent, according to Comstore. It is the number one job site worldwide, and Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest in 2019. Join the 3 million, million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. So starting right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through March 31st. So go to Indeed.com dot com slash locked on to claim your seventy five dollar credit before March thirty first. Indeed dot com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now getting into tonight's game against Arizona. You know we'll see if Shane plays tonight. Uh, I honestly probably doubt it. I mean, it just feels like very very soon. Again, not saying it won't happen, but considering he hasn't had been able to practice with the team yet, I, I just feel like that's probably not going to happen. He is meeting the team tonight, obviously. Uh, heck, you know, at this point may may have already, but you know, we'll just have to wait and see on that. I personally, I don't think it's going to happen tonight. I think yeah, he'd probably you know just be uh, sitting up in the press box or, or wherever. I don't see him suiting up for the Hurricanes tonight. I see them wanting to get a couple practices in first before that but that's just me Paul Garby again still dealing with visa issues not sure when we'll see him maybe we see him against San Jose I think it's more likely that we're seeing him uh whenever they're up in Montreal no well he'll at least meet the team then because he's in Canada but you know uh I I think you know lineup wise you're probably going to see the same thing you know you saw against Vegas as far as your forwards and defensemen, I think really the only change you could possibly see here tonight is that being Auntie Ranta slotting in net instead of Frederick Anderson tonight. I think that's really the only change you're going to see. Again, Poyarvi not able to be here. Shane, not able to practice. I I think, yeah, maybe he does practice with the team today, but 
you know, as far as you know, his first like meeting or whatever. But I don't see him playing tonight. I, I just don't see that happening. I don't think that'd be a very. I don't. I just don't think that would be good. Uh, and yeah, I d- I don't think that would be the move, as the kids would say. But you know, all in all, though, again, lineup wise, I don't see much changing. Could be wrong. Yeah, it tends to be most of the time I am wrong when it comes there. So considering I said Ronto will probably start, Anderson will probably start. Considering I said Shane probably won't play, he'll probably play. But you know, we'll we'll see tonight, you know, come 9 30, 10 o'clock, whenever the game is. But you know, getting into the keys for the game, you know, those are going to be the important things tonight. You know, and you know, kind of segueing from what we were talking about there at the end of the Vegas game. The big one for me tonight is do what you can to draw those penalties. Make it obvious. And you know, don't get called for embellishment, of course. But you're having these issues of not getting any calls at all. You know, really work at getting at drawing some. You know, draw a slashing call, draw a high stick or you know, an offside, or whatever it may be. You draw these things that can give you these power play opportunities. And whenever you do get those, like I said, take advantage of them. Create some momentum. Be a threat. Those are the big things here. Obviously, yes, score a power play goal, but you just get some momentum on their side. That's going to be really big. And, you know, one thing with that game against Vegas was how Jack Eichel took over the game. And you know, he was the reason they won that game. He was the best player out there. And, you know, we need, you know, our top guys to step up and play like that. Take over a game. Yeah, the top two lines have been crazy good as of late. And, you know, here's a little snippet from a preview. Uh, quote, prior to the win over Montreal on February 16th, Rob Brindamore and staff made a tweak to, made a tweak to two of their lines, swapping Andre Svechikov and Tavo Teravainen, those two who have been playing on the left wing alongside linemate Sebastian Ajo, Seth Jarvis, Jesper Kotkaniemi, and Martin Natchez, have combined to produce 34 points in six games since the switch. Like, yeah, those top two lines have been insane. They need to continue that. Again, last night, that was just one game, you know? And yeah, I know they have, that was the second in the row that they've dropped. But, you know, as a whole, you know, those two lines have been really good. And I want to see that continue. I want to see Andre Sveshkov, Tavo Teravine, and Sebastian. Oh, these, these guys are supposed to be our top guys. I want to see them step up, take over a game like Jack Eichel did to you the other night. That, that's all I want to see from these guys. I want to see them be game changers because you look at, go back to the trade deadlines up, so many Teams around us loaded up with game changers. We need Sebastian Ajo to be a game changer. We need Andre Sveshkov to be a game changer. That's what we need right now. And that's what we're going to need come playoff time. We're going to need these guys that can step up and take over a game and be a guy that you can really rely on to go down there and get the job done in the playoffs. We're really going to need that. Marty Natchez, he's been on his hair this year. He's going to be another guy. We need him to be a game changer. And, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, have, you know, said, you know, the team doesn't need, you know, to load up, you know, when it comes to something like that with a forward, 
like a Timo Meyer or something, but yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, you can go to the grit and you know the physicality aspect of it. You, that stuff's always going to be welcome, but look at what the teams around us have done. They have loaded up when it comes to offensive production. The Hurricanes have not, and that's going to be it's going to be something come playoff time. That heck, you know, as much as I dislike the TNT broadcast, all something they brought up there is how you. Everyone around the Hurricanes, you know, have loaded up and or the Hurricanes, they don't have that big superstar guy that they can rely on. You know, so it is what it is there. But again, those guys that I mentioned, Andre Sveshkov, Sebastian Ajo, Marty Natchez. I want to see in those just top two lines in general. I want to see those guys step up, take over this game tonight. I, I really want to see that because those are the guys I mean, you want any guy to do it. I mean, I'm fine with literally anyone. The playoffs last year, that game seven against Boston, Max Domi did it. That was like the one thing of note he did with the Hurricanes. So I'm fine with anyone taking over the game for the Hurricanes, but those are the guys I look at the most that I want them to do it. They're the ones that are supposed to do it. But, you know, another big thing is, for tonight's game is, you know, we're talking about guys taking over games, just the team as a whole with this. They need to take advantage of the fact that Arizona allow of how many shots Arizona allows. They average, I think, like 34.6 shots allowed. Take advantage of that because they also average the league low, with like 29 and some change. So let's take advantage of that tonight. You know, Arizona they allow so many shots and we know how many shots the hurricanes can put on goal. Let's do that. Maybe not have a repeat of the last time we played Arizona. We got short shut out for nothing, but you know, let's, let's take advantage of some of these shortcomings that the coyotes are having. How many shots they allow? Like, like pepper the goalie with some shots tonight and top guys play like top guys. Let's, you know, with them allowing or getting off so few shots, let's have the defense just freaking smother them. We know how smothering and tough this defense can be to play against. Take full advantage of it tonight. Smother them and not let them get a shot off. I mean, they they average so few already. Like, let's take advantage of that. Don't let them get any off. And then, Take advantage of how many they allow. That, that's going to be big tonight. And you know, we'll see how things play out you know, as far as the trade deadline goes and whether or not Shane plays tonight. But, you know, again, I personally don't think he will. You know, maybe we'll see some more trades come through between now and game time. But, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Deadlines at 3 o'clock this afternoon, Eastern time. We'll talk about whatever else the Hurricanes end up deciding to do over the weekend. So make sure you are following the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And subscribe to the show on YouTube. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode when we recap this game against Arizona and whatever other trades the Hurricanes decide to make at the trade deadline. Let's go Canes, folks. <laughs>